I'm, I think I'm beginning to understand sort of a, a bigger picture. And again, from from the podcasts that, that I've listened to of of yours, and you know, the reason why we back up, and you know, ultimately it is about disaster recovery. You know, trying to get the you, you know your business back up and running as quickly as possible. And from from times I've listened to you, there's been examples where maybe it was actually more cost effective and timely for that organization just to pay the ransomware um probably cheaper yeah. as well um then face that downtime yeah. which you know is really so it, it seems to me kind of like a no-brainer to preempt that and have these tools in place to make sure you can recover quickly you know completely justifies the spend um you know from an enterprise uh level um yeah, I I th I think that maybe uh, too many people have focused too much, or uh, or well, from a balance perspective, mm -hmm. a little too much on making sure we can recover fast, fastly. That's not a word. Fastly. Quickly, <laughs> um, uh, making sure we can recover quickly, but also they have to do that aspect of making sure that the backup system can't be used as a source for um, you know ex exfiltration of the data. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that I think that's the part that I think most people are um, they're they're falling down on. Right. And what's the, um, sorry to interrupt. What What's the situation where, let's say you've got you've had a ransomware attack or you've got there's some malware kicking about. And mm -hmm. if is it likely that it's infected the, the backups as well? And um, what what's the vulnerability there? Well, well, the concern, yeah, I mean, there, there's multiple concerns, right? So that, yes, it's infected the backup system, and then it's encrypting the backups, right? That's that's mm -hmm. one. And and what that does is it says, well, so much for the backup system. If you, if you didn't protect mm -hmm. that, at least that copy, and hopefully you've got a copy in the cloud, right? Mm -hmm. um, and um, that that's part of it, right? Um, uh, another part is that, uh, and this is something else that Druva has to deal with, and that is that, the, the the dwell time as they call it right of of a typical malware attack is actually quite long and it could be encrypting data over time and if you right. don't have something that's detecting that it could actually go on for quite some time doing a restore of a server that has a lot of data that was encrypted over time is quite problematic um we have right. a feature that specifically is designed to deal with that that basically does it in a single restore and restores mm -hmm. all of the the most recent version of every uh the most recent good version of every file wow. um but the but the but the last thing and and again this is the one that i'm really concerned about is that um so if you're using um you know a backup server and if root or administrator of that backup server can be used to then gain control of your backup system, right? Um, whether it means if I'm root, I can basically do anything in the backup system that I want right. uh, or administrator, right? If I'm administrator, I can do anything access. in the backup system yep. that I want. Yeah, godlike access. If I can do that, I can do restores and I can do any restores that I want and I can restore them and I can exfiltrate. I'm going to search through your backups. And by the way, these are... These aren't script kiddies. These are very sophisticated people that are that are doing this, and they are directly targeting these backup servers, and they understand how they work, right? So they log into the backup system, and they and they they scroll through, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to target these backups because they're like 
Oracle backups. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're financial. They're probably financials, you know, and maybe but, yeah. even server names. Can and they'll restore that data to somewhere where they can get direct access to it and then exfiltrate it. Okay, right? that's uh, and then once they've approach, exfiltrated which, yeah. it, now forget the fact that you encrypted it at all. It's not encrypted anymore, right? Uh, yeah. So either that or directly, there are ways, depending on what encryption that you've used, there are ways to directly decrypt the backups mm-hmm. if they're sitting there on disk. This is why I don't want you to have them sitting there on disk, right? right? Got so it. it's, it's easy to encrypt them. It's a, it's also easy to decrypt, well, not easy, but easier to decrypt them if they're sitting there as files, right? So that's why you don't want to have them stored as files. This is why you mm-hmm. don't want to have connecting Active Directory to uh, your backup system or whatever you're using as a as a sure. you know authentication authorization service. This is all about limiting the blast radius, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the, the, let them attack the, the data center, but at least this would separate and make sure that your backup server isn't being used as a source for exfiltra- source for exfiltration or uh, basically being obliterated in an attack so that you you can't use it as a way to defend against the traditional ransomware attack. Very good. Yeah. Sounds like, uh, well, a lot to unpack there <laughs> in, in, in one bit. Um, yeah. Def- definitely, you know, that I've heard things about kind of those slow burner attacks, like you mentioned, where, you know, they're just doing one file at a time. Um, similar kind of the threats that you can see see from uh, an insider threat perspective where somebody's created a backdoor for themselves and they're gathering credentials, gathering details, but it's flying under the radar until, right. uh, you know, the, the, the main attack actually happens. Um, uh, but yeah, definitely a little bit more tricky from a disaster recovery because you don't know when it started and, and which areas are, uh, have been yeah. affected. You know, we, we had a, we had a pretty interesting episode. I don't know if you listened to it where we, it's a ransomware victim tells her story i think is what we had okay. and um th- their what we learned from them at least in their case it took them far longer to figure out what they needed to stop and restore than it did to actually do the restore um so so <laughs> sure. one of the hardest parts is to you know you just gotta the um um you just gotta shut down everything and then you you bring up systems one at a time, and then you look at that system to determine if that system has been infected, right? There's infected, and then there's encrypted, right? So if, if it's encrypted, it's going to boot up with the thing, right? With the um, the little warning, right? Um, but if it's in, it could be infected, but not yet encrypted, you know, meaning that nice. it, it has it has the malware on it. So you got to look for that because uh yes. it might it just might not have got around uh and you have to do that okay. in an isolated way right so you you got to cut off external internet access because you don't want to boot it up and then it contacts its command and control server mm-hmm. and then it um you know by the way I, I just throw this in that's another thing i like to talk about with backup servers is to make them dumb from a dns perspective Okay. So because once a piece of malware gets into the box, the first thing it does is it turns around and it talks to it tries to reach its command and control server. And what they're not IP addresses, they're domain names. And there are these really weirdly long strung together domain names that essentially is a command, you know, in a in a domain name. Well, if your box can't respond to D, basic DNS requests, it's not good. It's not going to be able to contact its command control server. So that's another thing that I like to talk about. But um, 
so yeah so you've, you've got to do all of that and you got to do that kind of one server at a time very intently and it, i think they said it took them two weeks just to it was either a week or two weeks just to identify what it was that they needed to restore um yeah so it, it it's just it's a mess um Sounds yeah. like it. So the, the, that, that's why nobody wants to be the the disaster recovery. That's <laughs> exactly, <guy. laughs> exactly you just right. Just have to it's fall exactly into right. it from the navy, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah. That it was from the navy, wasn't it? That you kind of. I I did. Yeah, I, I started the navy, uh, and and I didn't I didn't do computers in the navy. I I took a a correspondence course uh, in the navy, okay. but yeah, I I got my first backup gig right out of the navy uh and i and got it because i it was the job i could get right um mm -hmm. i was just interested quote in computers and um they were like well there's some computers you can be the backup guy and i'm like okay okay <laughs> it's, it's, it's a job it's i'll take a, it right yeah a little, a little bit similar to the last 12 months of my life where i fell into a uh, you know I, I get i get it this is a sales role not a not a technical role but um mm -hmm. You know, from being a a teacher of English in China for for two to four years, and then going into headfirst into the cybersecurity world, it's, it's definitely a steep learning curve. Um, but uh, I, I do feel like I understand the the backup scene a little bit better now. So thank you very, very much for uh, for enlightening me there, Kazis. Yeah, I think there were a few other little questions like the difference between cyber recovery and disaster recovery. Uh, if you have a little blurb on that, yeah, yeah well, sure. What you say, yeah. Well, basically, one is a subset of the other, right? A lot of people focus just on the DR. Just the big difference between a cyber recovery is that the attack is ongoing, right? right. With a typical disaster recovery, the hurricane's over, um, and um, you know you just have to recover. With a cyber recovery, the the attack is still happening as you're trying to recover from it. So that's the, that's the big thing because they're so you do have to do a DR as part of a cyber recovery, but you have sure. to stop the attack first. <laughs> that's what we right. that's so what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Yeah. So like kind of damage limitation as it's ongoing and yeah. figuring out next steps. Okay. Yeah.